Hello and welcome to episode six of the Show and Tell podcast with myself, James Brooks. And Simone Gobbo. How are you doing, Simone? Not bad. Not bad at all. Been a little while since we've done one of these, but we, as we say every time, we really want to commit to doing the podcast more often. Yeah, it's new new year. We want to really give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, we are recording this at the end of January, but it's been a pretty busy few weeks, so... Uh, I'm going to let myself off slightly. Um, any, I mean, is it is it too late in January to talk about New Year's resolutions? I don't really like New Year's resolutions. No? No. What about, like, you know, James Altucher talks a lot about themes rather than, like, goals or resolutions. Is there any themes for the year? Well, uh, I want to improve in every aspect of my life I don't know if that's a theme yeah. I want to be more productive more focused uh, eat better exercise more that sort yeah. of stuff fairly generic nothing crazy yeah um, I think that for me yeah I, I agree I think being more self-aware this year um, I, I really want to be more aware about you know who I am, what makes me tick, and um, what you know what gets me excited, and and do more of that basically, um, because I think that it's very easy to roll through life not really having too much direction and not being self-aware and just doing what society tells you you should do, um, and actually that doesn't necessarily lead to a whole lot of happiness. So definitely trying to be more self-aware about what makes me excited and do more of that. Uh, especially in business, you know, obviously I spend the majority of my time working, so uh, definitely that. And then also, yeah, food side of things as well. I definitely want to lose some weight this year um, because I am one fat bastardo. So, uh, so yeah, I'm currently trying to do a sort of ketogenic diet, which is very interesting, actually. Um, finding that to be pretty successful the last few weeks and you know, not only from a weight loss point of view, but also, you know, I love the idea of um, eating low carb, not spiking my blood sugar all the time, you know, I used to have a lot of, and it's only now I realise, but I used to have a lot of problems with like feeling bloated or feeling very like having like real highs and lows, um, you know, based on, you know, loading up on sugar and carbs. And so I think this diet's going to be super good for me. I think the thing that I have realised about it that is super helpful is the fact that you don't feel as hungry That's great. Um, so you know because you're kind of converting um, from your body using carbohydrates for fuel to your body fat for fuel um, you just feel naturally less hungry um, which is great because you know I used to live for food and now like I I still love food but it's it doesn't like control me so that's good. So that's one of my things for this year. Yeah, talking about the keto diet, I'm usually not a fan of diet, dieting, mm. diet term, because I do believe that it's more important to have a lifestyle than a diet, mm. because if you do a diet just to lose weight, you'll end up gaining the weight back if you yeah. don't have a correct lifestyle. Now, I've been seeing you the last three, four weeks, and seems like you've found a balance, you know, uh, you found what you like, foods you like, you, and it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like, it feels like a diet, but more like a slightly shift in your 
lifestyle, eating lifestyle, and I think that, that will help you a lot because that I think is the important thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I read a really good book last year um, called Foodist um, by Daria Rose, um, and that really talks a lot about changing your whole lifestyle uh, around food. And I think that you know the great thing about this keto thing is that it's very possible to do something like this long term you know and just have a fairly low carb lifestyle and don't get me wrong I love noodles and I love, <laughs> I love bread and stuff but I think I just need to learn and train myself to enjoy that in extreme moderation and you know for it to be the exception rather than the norm uh, and I think that would be something very good for me so yeah watch this space and we'll see how it goes <laughs> um so Moving on, today we are drinking some lovely single malt Scotch whiskey. Yeah, that's lovely. We've this is actually another theme for the year. We've sort of said that we want to try more whiskies. Um, you know, we enjoy at the end of the day at the office having a nice whiskey. So this is um, Connoisseur's Choice brand um, single malt Scotch whiskey from Strathmill Distillery, um, to, distilled in two thousand. So. It's very nice indeed, enjoying yeah. it. Um, yeah. We went to our local wine store and this, the guy advised this, so yeah. Yeah, quite enjoying it. So, what have you got on your list today? Uh, I haven't got much, but um, I read an interest, very interesting article online a couple of weeks ago uh, that was talking about our content is not king, and I okay. and I thought it would relate and resonate with you, because as far as I know, you were writing a post that was content is king. Yeah. So I thought, well, I might bring this into the podcast and see where it goes. Yeah. Okay. Basically, the post is on adage and it talks about content in terms of advertising and companies more on that on that sort of point of view in how to use content to advertise. Everyone is screaming that content is king and content is everything at this age and it's partially true this post doesn't say it's not it just goes a bit into more depth in is it really just the content that matters and it's not and i kind of agree with the post because it's not just the content it's the distribution of the content is um the the way people trust certain figures and the platform we use to distribute the content because you can have the best piece of content ever but if you don't know how to put it in front of other people nobody will ever know about that piece yeah. of content so the <coughs> the post goes through a lot of examples a lot of technicalities and techniques on how ad companies and agencies can use content to improve the strategy I don't want to get into it because it's very technical and very high level to what we do but I kind of find interesting the concept of understanding how to promote and distribute your content understanding your audience more than just building and creating the most wonderful piece of content yeah yeah I see what you're saying I mean it's certainly not a case of like build it and they will come uh, when it comes to the internet. You know, this post that I was drafting the other day, it was, uh, and you know, I'm sure I will finish it at some point, but you know, it's all about how, you know, 
the internet is a level playing field for everyone and actually you don't have to be someone to get your message out there and to spread it far and wide uh, and I, th I think that's still true and so in that sense I think it makes content king because if you have got something to say and you can produce that content you are in many respects on a level playing field and you know especially when you think about platforms like reddit you know if you um everyone's on a level playing field you know just because um s tim ferris or casey neistat posts something on reddit it doesn't mean that it's automatically going to reach the front page uh in you're already implying that the, the, the you're already implying that the platform is important as this post yeah. says, you know what I mean? Uh, yes, yes. You can have the best post on your little blog or the best video on your YouTube channel. Well, maybe YouTube channel is a completely different thing, but you may have been able to create the best documentary ever, the best vlog ever, but the distribution is king. And there is another aspect that this post goes through on how um, there's a trend now on putting faces on influencers trying to reach a determinate niche so for example they do the example of CNN acquiring Casey Neistat's company because obviously he's a good face and people trust what the guy does Yeah. Um, but again you always get to a point where the platform and how you distribute the, the content and knowing techniques to get your content out there yeah. is getting more and more important because there's a lot of noise and to stand out from that noise quality is definitely important but you need to know what you're doing yeah you know it's not enough just posting stuff that out there yeah that's true um yeah i get what you're saying and i think you do have to be clued up i mean the you know the question is like how do you if you're no one how do you like growth hack that um, I mean, to me, one thing I massively see, especially with guys like Gary V, is, okay, what is the next big thing? Like, how can I jump on something that maybe isn't massive yet, but I can be the don of before it gets big? I think that a crucial thing is putting your face on your, on your stuff. Okay. Is being someone that people can relate to so they can understand your content is a matter of putting your real self in your blog post, putting your real self in your vlog, uh, putting your real day in your Instagram story, not fake it up because there's so much noise, so much people that want just to become famous that being tr the true yourself, you already got a starting point. And then mm. if you start adding up the quality of your work, you already have another plus. And if you know how to distribute, as you were saying, on the next big platform or on the platform where the tension is now, well, you're starting to stack up a lot of plus. Yeah. It's kind of, so basically, it's kind of about being vulnerable, really. It is. It, is, it sort of is. Because um, being true, it is about being vulnerable. It's not faking it up. Yeah. You know, people need to be able to relate with your stuff. If they don't relate with your stuff, why would they follow you? Yeah. There's a lot of people out there, why would they follow you? And I'm not talking of doing crazy stuff just to stand out. I'm literally talking, well, show what you can do. Find your find your thing. Be aware of what you're good at and just go for it. Yeah, and I think that, you know, something I've been reflecting on a lot at the beginning of this year is 
you, you're seeing it from the other way. It's like, how will people know how good you are if you don't put content out there? How will people know what you're good at if you don't put content out there? Because if you're just this sort of like face with no story online, no one cares. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, the guys that are really putting themselves out there and being authentic, as you say, that are having huge success because they're consistent. Do you know what I mean? And they're telling their story piece by piece, day by day. Um, and it's not necessarily like a huge commitment, but it's just, you know, p those pieces stack up and compound. So, um, you know, for example, you know, we've been watching John Saddington's new vlog. Um, you know, he started about a year ago and then he did a week and stopped because um, it was too much for him, I think. Um, but I think what he learnt at that time was he was put, putting too much pressure on the actual uh, process of making the vlog and making it really good and editing it, you know, rather than actually just documenting, you know, as Gary Vee would say, document, don't create. Um, it takes a lot of effort to create original work. But if you're just like documenting what happens, it, it can just be part of your workflow throughout the day. Now, I'm not saying that in John Saddington's new vlog, he doesn't put a lot of effort in because his editing is awesome. Like it's it's so funny and it, it's great. But, you know, to get an insight like that into someone's life who's so brilliant um, is just so helpful for so many people. You know, I know that I'm finding it incredibly encouraging to see what he's up to and to hear about his um philosophies on on certain things so um yeah and you get to know him you know by watching the vlogs you get to know him more as a person you know both personally but also professionally as well and you can see what his strengths are and stuff like that and i think that's so powerful that's such a powerful marketing tool for you as a person and also just for you as whatever project you've got coming up down the line yeah 100 percent agree with you um Going back to how someone that's starting from scratch could, um, can make his content known online, uh, for me, a key is not only being able to be yourself, be on the next big thing, it's being everywhere. Mm. Um, find what's working with you and add as many things as you can. Be on Instagram, be on Instagram stories, be blog on Medium, vlog on YouTube, the more the better. And yeah. Gary Vee is the prime example of it. He's everywhere and he's doing everything. Yeah, and I think what is great about Gary Vee, and he explains this in one of his videos, perhaps we can find it and put it in the notes, but, you know, he has this process of taking a video that he creates and then cutting it up into lots of other pieces of content that can be distributed on different platforms. So he'll have a video... And then he'll have one of his writers turn it into a blog post. He'll then have someone cut up that video into one minute snippets that he can use on Instagram videos. He'll, you know, have another person from his team create, um, you know, 10 different Instagram images that have got small quotes from that video. And, um, you know, he can post bites on soundcloud and what else have i forgotten do you know what i mean there's you know there's tweets that can come out of that quotes and you know you can just from one relatively seemingly small bit of content actually if you're smart about it you can push that out on lots of dif different platforms in lots of different ways um and really maximize the roi on that piece of content 
100%. And it would be too easy to say, yeah, Gary Vee does this, but he's got 10 people working for him. You can't do it on your own. Yeah. It depends its scale. Uh, Gary yeah. is everywhere doing everything. The quality is super high on everything. And he's he running does. a multi million pound business as well. Exactly. Uh, I do think that every one of us can do this thing at its own pace, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you make the content in the day, you know, your masterpiece of content, okay, that takes time. But then, I mean, you can cut it up and that while you're sitting watching bloody Netflix in the evening. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of effort. If you want to get out there, you can do it. It, it comes all down to, do you want it? Do you really want this? If you want it, you will find the time. If you, if you bring up excuses like, oh, I don't have really time, well, I don't really want it, then yeah. that's my... That's you make time for the things that are important to you. 100%. And that's the key. Yeah. You know, it's it's not easy. It's not easy running a life. Do you know what I mean? It's not easy running your life, but um, you've got to work out what your priorities are. And again, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about before with that self-awareness and knowing who you are, what makes you tick, what your goals are, um, and planning your life around that and not getting stuck in a routine that isn't you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't have anything to add to be fair because it's, yeah. you just explained it. Boom. <laughs> cool. Um, have you got anything else? No, on this your is list? what I had a busy okay. week. <laughs> I didn't have time to find right, well, topics. You know, I've got, I've got a couple of things that I think you know we could talk about. Sure. Right, emoji. We need to talk about emojis. emoji for a minute. I love emoji. Um, you know, I I said about a year ago, 2016 is going to be the year of the emoji, and really, you know, businesses, online brands, they're adopting the emoji and and going with it. Can I just say, on my iPhone, I've got the first app that's got an emoji name caption. Right. So if you download the app Ask Whale, yeah. the, you have the icon, and then you have a whale and an emoji whale in the description. Oh, the, in the actual title of yeah. the, that's cool. That's the first one. Might be others there, but. That's really cool. Um, so anyway, obviously we're in social media marketing and we, you know, we're putting out a lot of content on various social media channels for our clients and we use emoji a lot um, because it's well and truly part of internet culture now and very widely adopted. And I, I really struggle because, you know, quickly entering emoji into like a Facebook post or whatever isn't always easy. Um, and I've been using this sort of... Uh, Chrome extension which you can use to like pick emoji out but it's a real pain in the bum and I was saying to you the other day oh I, it, wouldn't it be so cool if there was like a wireless keyboard with emoji now there is one and there's got two versions like one with like one emoji on each key and I guess there's like a keyboard shortcut and there's another one with three on each key which looks awesome but um, I think the company's like gone under <laughs> because they've completely sold out and I looked on their social media and they've not been posting for like a year so that kind of really bummed me out but I did learn a new trick today which I wish I'd learnt a year ago and that is on the Mac if you press control command and spacebar it brings up the emoji keyboard basically boom boom 
Um, so it only took me a year to figure that one out. But like seriously, if if you're into emoji and you get frustrated on your Mac, that is what you need to do. Control Command Space when you're typing brings up the emoji keyboard, remembers your recent emoji uses. It's brilliant. Dropping knowledge bombs. Yeah. Can I go on a small rant about emojis? Hit me. Um, in 2017, I really don't understand uh, the eternal debate on of companies saying, well, we don't use emojis or we don't allow emoji use on our website yeah. because they don't look professional. Uh, Get over it. Yeah. Emojis are here. Emojis will stay here. Everyone uses emojis. Everyone loves emojis. Everyone knows how to use emojis, so get over it. You yeah. you, you, ca- you cannot have text input and not allow emojis in 2017. 100%. And there's, you know, there's, there's a couple of platforms. I'm not going to name names, but there's a couple of platforms we use daily. And potentially, there's people listening to this podcast who are involved with those platforms. Sort it out. You know, uh, it's just ridiculous that, you know, yeah, as you say, in 2017, there's online platforms... I, I can't, can't think. I can't think of a field where you you wouldn't be able to use emojis. If I have my doctor tomorrow reminding me that I have a blood analysis, sending me an some emoji, yeah, emoji, I would say, yeah, that's smart. I yeah. wouldn't say that's unprofessional. No, maybe it's just me. I don't know. No, I think that you got to move with the times, and emoji is is the way. So, yeah, no, I think that's a totally fair comment. Um. Yeah, I've got there's a, a long couple, silence. Yeah, sorry, I'm just like looking through my list, trying to like cherry pick what you know where we go next. Uh, let's talk about Slack. You know, we're talking about emojis. Slack. We've started using Slack, our team. Yeah, for it took us a couple it, of years. Yeah, to took get us on a board. While. I love Slack. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, I see the value when you have a team. We didn't have massive teams no. up to now, so it was a bit. Well, we could use Messenger for the same stuff, yeah. but you. You can't really, because the search is great, the embedding features are great, uh, the channels are great, the emojis uh, great, the, emojis great. The, gifies the gifies are great, are great. Uh, the integrations are powerful, yeah. and now you can do threaded posts and stuff like that, so it's just adding adding complexity to it. And when you have a team, so you want uh, some parts private, some parts public, some people involved in some channels and not on others. Yeah. yeah, I see the value. I struggled seeing the value because it was just me, you, and a couple of other guys. Yeah, yeah. now we've got a larger team. It, it completely makes sense. And yeah, if you've got a team like five or more, highly recommend it. And, you know, we've got clients as well that use Slack and have them involved in like certain private channels as well, which is super helpful. Yeah. Um, love that you can do video calling on it as well. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I didn't didn't realize that but I think yeah. it's a fairly new feature I oh, really? say new feature but s- six months or less yeah so it's great I think you know guys at Slack are doing a good job and we're really digging the product a lot yeah 100% um, so that's cool just wanted to throw that out there um, so <laughs> sorry I'm just like trying to choose from my list uh, Hobonichi Teko Okay, this is the geeky part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the geeky part of the podcast. If you don't like stationery, just <laughs> just skip. Just pause for a minute. Um, yeah, so basically I have got a new journal this year, which is the Hobonichi Teko. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Probably not. 
it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, it's a sort of, it's got an amazing binding uh, where you can completely open each page flat, but it's it's really small. It's like a uh, five, f six, I'd say. Mm -hmm. It's like a six size. Um, it's got Tomo River paper, which is you know loved by fountain pen users, and I've been using my fountain pen in it, and it's fantastic. Uh, I can see why stationary people go mad for this notebook because, or, or this, it's a diary really, but um, a lot of people use it as a journal or a notebook and it's awesome. So, you know, I, it's taken me until the 26th of January to actually start writing in it, but uh, I wrote in it this morning. It was awesome. Really love this thing and I think that I'll be using it year after year. Yeah, you're making me very jealous and very tempted to start. I'm too OCD to start in 2017, so I'll probably wait for 2018. <laughs> Um, That's really funny. Yeah, uh, I, lo I love the I love the item itself. I mean, I love the Japanese bits on top. I love the design of it, and I'm very impressed by the binding because oh, I asked you so this morning. Clever. I said, "Oh, but does it really open very well?" Because it's very. I don't know how to how to describe it, but you yeah. wouldn't expect it to yeah. open that well. It looks well like it looks like when you open it in the middle, you'd only be able to use like seventy five percent of yeah, the page exactly. because it would all be like exactly. But the binding is it's very clever, isn't it? Crazy. It just literally opens flat completely. Yeah. I'm opening it now, and it's it's nuts. So yeah, I really love this notebook uh, or journal, and definitely th yeah. you know, this is going to become part of my regular thing. Yeah, and you can buy awesome. Uh, covers covers and yeah yeah I mean I I quite like it naked to be honest I think it's quite beautiful yeah, it's I, I like the idea of it getting a bit used and worn because yeah. I think they will look quite nice yeah. so yeah that's awesome uh, also another toy uh, that I have bought is the Amazon Echo love Alexa <laughs> she's not talking to me but anyway yeah um, that is that's been good fun we've only had it for a few days in the office and yeah I think that there's huge potential with this uh, you know with all, you know even the small amount of integrations there are at the moment like literally I've been planning out you know how to turn my house into a smart house and literally for like I would say like under a couple of thousand you could literally kit out your house to be like completely all the lights automated um all the doors automated all of the um like tv and audio and stuff automated so that everything is like completely voice controlled and, and everything and it's like unbelievably affordable now and easy to do yourself like you could literally if you were like even half good at diy you could do everything yourself yeah, I believe that, you know, smart houses are the future, are the present, but the future. For yeah. Sure. Uh, what really impressed me about Alexa is the software. I'm usually, I usually get very frustrated with uh, voice recognition apps like yeah. Siri. A, they never work. B, having a Itali heavy Italian accent and speaking in English does not go well with these apps. Alexa is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing in complexity of queries you can give her. Yeah. And hmm. I can't find the answer to the question <laughs> I heard. Let me let me pause, exactly. pause the microphone. Yeah. Is is just insane. Yeah. It's insane. 
and I suppose it's just the beginning with this stuff. Yeah, totally. I mean, obviously, you know, it's not Alexa is not like the hub. It's more a controller. Yeah. Um, you know, you you need a hub um, to control everything, but um, you know, Alexa as a controller, Alexa I just think is amazing. Software, I mean, I literally, I just plan on having maybe I, I think to cover my whole house, I'd only need three Alexa devices because it can hear you from so far away. I think I think you mean dots. Devices. Oh, yeah, sorry. Alexa, I think, is considered just the software yeah, that yeah, runs on right. them. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd need, like, three Echo devices um, in my house, and I would be able to control Alexa from anywhere. Uh, and, yeah, you know, literally, I've got plans to just automate my whole house um, bit by bit. You know, I'm going to, first off, get a Hive... Um, heating controller and with that you get the hub and then you know that means that you can get light bulbs hive light bulbs you can get hive switches you can get hive motion sensors um and you know you can just start then setting up all sorts of rules you know so that you know the lights come on automatically they go off automatically you can set the schedule on your um on your heating and you can also use alexa to control all of those things um, you know, and then even the lights where they don't have like standard light bulbs, you can just change the switches out and you can use, um, I think it's called, uh, smart things. I think it's called, let me double check. Um, I think there's something called smart things. Um, Samsung maybe smart things. And you know, that's another hub you can get and you can like control all sorts of things. Um, yeah, Samsung smart things. Um, plus then if you want to like control your TV and your like Xbox and Netflix and stuff like that there's the Logitech Harmony hub um, and basically what that allows you to do is like stick your Xbox and your um, Skybox and everything all into a cupboard mm-hmm. um, and then you know just declutter your living room and then literally you can sit down at your sofa tell Alexa to turn on Netflix and it literally will, you know, put Netflix on. You could set a mode for Netflix so that it like dims the lights, turns your TV on, turns it onto Netflix and then you're ready to rock and roll. Okay. Is incredible. That's amazing. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about but you've seen Iron Man movies, this is the closest thing to Jarvis you will ever find at the moment <laughs> in the market. Just throwing it there. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, super excited. You know, going to be working bits into my house over the coming weeks but I think you know even just for the office the Amazon Echo I mean at the moment we've got an Echo Dot I think we'll get a full size Echo so that we can have better audio because the audio on the uh, Dot is like loud you know decently loud but it's it's like the audio on my MacBook Air is better yeah the quality is not that yeah but I'd imagine that the larger Echo probably is good so I think we'll have that at the office it's great for music works seamlessly with Spotify it's absolutely incredible you know just name a playlist and it it finds it instantly Um, and you know I think that we'll probably end up to me the crazy thing with Alexa and the office is that not only it's got a mad amount of integration itself it integrates with Ift which allows you to be integrating all sorts of different yeah platforms and websites and it's it's just insane the amount of combinations you can yeah you can i mean achieve. to be honest with you you have to be fairly creative to think about what because there's do. so many opportunities you have to be quite crazy to think about 
you look quite creative to think about what you can do, as you say. Yeah. But yeah, I think the potential is there. Yeah. 100%. Well, I think on that note, maybe we have rambled for long enough for this episode. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree with you. So yeah, I think uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, We'll have more next time in the next episode, so stay tuned. Uh, Feel free to follow um, us on everything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Is people still using Twitter? I don't know. I I do kind of use it a little bit, but um, yeah, you know, at James underscore Brooks. 2017 is the year of Instagram. Yeah, it's all about Instagram. Like that's that's where we're putting our attention right now. Um, FYI. So my username on Instagram at the moment is James Brooks Creative. I might change that though, just to be edgy. But at the moment it's James Brooks Creative. So feel free to follow me. I think yours is Sim underscore Gob G O double B. Yeah. So yeah, check us out on Instagram and you know, let us know your thoughts on anything that we've talked about during this podcast, anything you'd like us to cover in the future, and we'll see you next time. Bye.